Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Pearson podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Walker, coming to you from the art room here at Pearson, which sits on the traditional unceded territory of the Chianu First Nation. On today's episode, we're going to dive straight into the upcoming edition of the Prague Quadrennial, which runs for 10 days in mid-June. And this year, we're thrilled that visual arts and theatre faculty member, as well as Pearson alum, Lucas Olskamp, and six students will be taking part in this breathtaking exhibition of visual and immersive arts throughout the capital of Czechia. So here to talk more about it is Lucas. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What exactly is the Prague Quadrennial? Uh, the Prague Quadrennial is an incredible festival slash exhibition. It's actually the largest exhibition of international scenography in the world. So set uh, and costume and pretty much everything performance design. Uh, and so it happens every four years in the capital of Czechia, where again, uh, folks from all around the world, uh, schools, theater companies, professionals, designers, directors, gather together in this kind of exhibition to showcase truly the world's best and most experimental and forward-thinking ideas in theatre design. Incredible. And why did you want to take part in this event? Well, actually, I attended the event uh, four years ago in the last Quadrennial in 2019, along with my theatre company, Tooth and Fang. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my collaborator, Alejandro Mora, and I uh, led a production of Anemia, which was my undergraduate thesis, and I kind of returned to a complete new reimagining uh, staged in the PQ grounds. Uh, and I think it was just one of those most incredible educational international experiences where I really got to experience like the breadth and the depth of like performance design around the world. And I love like this festival particularly because it's this beautiful hybrid between visual artists and theater makers and performance makers because it's so much about the visual nature and kind of narrative of storytelling. So I think that the opportunity uh, even though I thought very ambitious <laughs> to take a group of Pearson students with me to experience and actually perform uh, inside of this festival, I just thought would be a groundbreaking opportunity for all of our students involved. Absolutely. And this, of course, is an international event, which, of course, sounds very Pearson-y, because yes. <laughs> we have over 90 countries here represented yes. here. Um, so tell us about your international cast of student creators and where they're from. Yes, we have an incredibly diverse uh, group of students uh, joining with us. We have six students, including um, five uh, Year 48 graduating students and one uh, Year 49 uh, returning student. Uh, so our, on our student team, we have both Finn and Han uh, from the United Kingdom. We have Masha representing Ukraine and Italy. We also have uh, Zia, who's representing the United Kingdom as well as South Africa. Maya Luna representing the United Kingdom as well as Cuba. Mila representing Australia. James, uh, my uh, partner and again creative partner who will also be joining us uh, and myself representing Canada and uh, also our international collaborator Alejandro who's co-directing and representing Costa Rica. Nice and what inspired them to become part of the Tooth and Fang Collective traveling to Prague? Uh, so yeah, so this, the collective actually that was traveling to Prague is actually a small curated group from our group on campus called CLAW. So CLAW is actually, um, so I have my own theater company called Tooth and Fang and we've been kind of working uh, kind of international art projects around the world for the last like four or five years now. Uh, and CLAW is actually a youth-centered initiative that we are launching here at Pearson College uh, coming out of Tooth and Fang. And uh, CLAW, C-L-A-W, stands for Collaborative Learning in Art and Wildness. Uh, so really, it was an activity that I started this year to really kind of spark ideas of how to create art that is connected to environment and how to create 
performance that is interdisciplinary and experimental. So these students, uh, I kind of, you know, planted the seed of this idea quite early on in the CLAW activity uh, in order to say, okay, are you interested in something like this or we would actually go internationally to perform something? And it was from, I think, that interest and the workshopping that we already do in the activity that a group of students really um, self-acknowledged themselves as being really passionate about engaging in this project. And it's just been developing and getting deeper and deeper ever since. So this presentation, which is a post-apocalyptic satirical gospel of toxicity told in five parts, ranges from environmental degradation to spiritual awakenings. Give us some context of this piece. Yeah, this piece really arose actually with, uh, so the kind of um, curation um, inspiration for PQ this year was um, rare happenings and kind of rare communities. And these kind of, what, what are these rare connections that kind of happen between uh, human and non-human kind of spaces. And so I really was really interested in kind of developing an idea that would um, expand upon some things that I was already doing in my master's program, which was talking about how, what is our relationship to toxicity and to kind of these pollutants that are actually destroying our world. And so the root of this performance is rooted in performance design, um, specifically mask and audio design, more than it is an acting or storytelling kind of experience. So we've kind of framed it as a ritual because, uh, and a satirical <laughs> gospel ritual we say, because this, uh, how we understand our play, uh, this is a performance that is um, looking at what would be the world in the future where these pollutants, uh, five pollutants that we've kind of uh, named uh, being some of the most uh, toxic substances in the world, so lead, kerosene, formaldehyde, uh, chromium, and asbestos. And we said what would happen in a kind of post-apocalyptic world where these pollutants are now revered and honored as gods. And so what happens when we deify them? And so this ritual is actually a kind of satire of a kind of Catholic mass surrounding how we hold to worship these kind of pollutants and hold them up to this kind of highly regarded level. And in many ways, we hope that through the audience um, experiencing this performance and getting to understand the kind of satire, but also environmental lens of it, they'll have a kind of closer and deeper understanding of what relationship we have with pollutants in our world. Was it intentionally developed as a collaborative piece with the quadrennial in mind? Yeah, so this piece, uh, it was something that we had been um, really dreaming up and experimenting with developing before PQ, but really the full nature, the kind of structure and the depth of the project really didn't arise until our acceptance into PQ. And I think that's when our kind of more experimental and more visual ideas really started to uh, construct themselves into a more fully fledged kind of ritual performance. Gotcha. So has the show or pieces of the show been performed on campus? It's a great question. I think there's been a much desire <laughs> to perform parts of this show. Uh, and the hope is that we are gonna showcase uh, part of the performance before we leave this year um, to Czechia. So uh, getting something, maybe even a procession kind of performance to show off the mask design and some of the audio. But even though we have not yet performed any element for the actual campus yet, we did spend a week long intensive as part of Project Week actually, taking CLAW students along with some ceramic students uh, to do a kind of art intensive in Souk. And it was during that whole week where these students were exploring and constructing the actual masks that were gonna be used in the performance. So even though we have not yet had a public kind of uh, Pearson community performance even and we hope to whether before we head off to Czechia or most significantly we will for sure when we return in the fall uh, to do something uh, we hope that again having that connection to project week really also integrated even more students so there was 12 students with us even though six students are actually uh, coming with us to Prague so I think um, big hope big figures crossed for performances next year and the the ideal part of this performance
performances because it's a mass performance, even with graduating students who are going to be departing us and not returning in the fall, we can easily hand over these masks and get uh, future uh, year 50 uh, and other year 49 students to actually embody and partake into this performance as well. Do you hope that you can institute an art-based adventure for students every summer? I think it's quite an ambitious goal and I would love to. I think I think the idea, it's one thing to create art and to engage so deeply here on campus, but I think it's so much more powerful to actually take students off campus and engage in kind of the broader theater community and artistic community. So I think if I have the opportunity to take students to any other upcoming festivals, exhibitions, uh, you know, in the upcoming future, I would love to. Whether or not we're making all our way back to Europe again, <laughs> we'll see, but uh, I'd love to see even something more local, even something uh, up island on the Gulf Islands or up in the Northern Territories is something I'd love to explore in summers ahead. Yeah, and what's the educational value for students who participate in this type of collective arts project? I think it's a deeply uh, educational experience and, and really, it's not only about, yes, the show itself and what it is the experience of creating this show, but I think just having a collaboration on a professional level, like understanding, okay, we're not just performing for an internal community of folks who always love us, but we are returning, we are returning to a space in which we are performing for strangers. And I think that for students to have to engage with what does it mean not only to conceptualize, but also materialize, construct, practice, perform, and then engage with a kind of broader international community is like the greatest insight, I think, in what it means to be an artist. And then now in a post kind of semi-post COVID world, I think that being able to bring students across the world and bring them to a place of such diverse, intentional, experimental um, space for art making let them experience and be a part of that. I hope that from they'll make connections that'll again inspire their future long past this point as well. Absolutely. Just before we go, your fundraising for this project, how can people contribute and learn more? Yes, uh, thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, so really we're fundraising right now, uh, not for the actual travel expenses to Prague, but really just for our on-site um, experience in Prague. So again, helping with accommodations and food for all of our students so that this can be a financially uh, equitable uh, space for all uh, participants in the project. So you're more than welcome to check out our website or any of our social medias at toothn, the letter n, fang.com uh, or on Instagram at toothandfang uh, or on my own personal Instagrams and you can find the link to the GoFundMe page on all of the different sources and the hope also that we'll probably link the GoFundMe as part of this podcast sharing as well. Oh, we will. It'll be right in the bio. Thank you so much. <laughs>